Being a Better Man, episode 59. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. I was 12 years old in the seventh grade, and it probably was the most difficult period of my life. I was directly between being a boy and being something that resembled a man. I had acne, but not too bad, not like some people did. I was athletic and strong, so I had that going for me at least. But there was one thing I did not have that a lot of other guys had. And that was a girlfriend. There was something about having a girlfriend in junior high school that elevated you socially. You didn't even have to be cool. It was like, as long as you have a girlfriend, and you can prove it by walking around the hallways holding hands, then you were somehow above the ridicule that people without girlfriends had to endure. If you had a girlfriend, it was like, at least someone in the world sees value in you, and there is social proof of that holding on to your hand. I was overcome with jealousy in those days. I would look at the guys flaunting their girlfriends down the hallways. I would picture myself in their shoes. Most of the time, I was also confused, because many of these guys I saw as somewhat lesser than me. They had less to offer. They were less athletic. They were less funny. Some of them were even less good-looking than me, and yet, they had a girlfriend, and I didn't. Some of those lesser-than thoughts was probably just the jealousy talking. What all these guys had that I did not have for sure at the time was confidence. They obviously had the ability to talk to a girl long enough to convince her to be his girlfriend. See, I didn't have that. For some reason, I couldn't talk to girls at all. If a girl said hi to me, I would just stand there looking stupid and not even reply. The prettier she was, the less able I was to talk to her. I used to say that I was shy as a kid, but now looking back, I can see it was really just raw insecurity. Something I abandoned long ago, but I can still remember vividly what it was like to live in that space. I knew I had to get a girlfriend. I I had to make a move of some kind. For me, seventh grade was a time when I was in constant conflict with myself. I was constantly trying to force myself to do things I was afraid to do. In my brain was a continuous dialogue of what was wrong with me and what I needed to do to fix it. It's a wonder I was able to get any schoolwork done at all. Finally, after much internal deliberation, I settled on a target. Her name was Nancy, and I thought she was beautiful. 
There was something about her face, her expression, and the shape of her mouth that made her seem to me like a mythical creature, like a fairy that had lost her wings, something like that. I came up with a plan. I would ask her to go to the movies with me. We were 12, so we didn't drive. Whatever plans we made would have to be facilitated by our parents. But those were just details. For now, the main objective was having the nerve to ask her. The time had arrived. We were between second and third periods, and Nancy would be at the end of the hallway. I knew this because I'd been tracking her movements for days. I was in position. There she was, right on cue. This was it. This was the moment right now. I marched up to her and unleashed the speech I had practiced for days. It went something like this. Hi, Nancy. Hi. You want to go to the movies with me on Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Capitol Theater? Okay. Oh, really? I mean, okay, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. That was my speech. But I was on cloud nine. I never really expected her to say yes. I had made an actual date, the first one in my life. It was about Tuesday, so I had three full days to prepare. I didn't have a job. I was 12, after all. I had no way of paying for the movie and the obligatory snacks. I was depending on my parents for this aid. The problem was... I did not discuss girls in any way, shape, or form with my family, primarily because I didn't want to be teased about it. If I was going to keep up my facade of sexual disinterest, I would have to play it pretty cool. Friday evening rolled around, the day before my inaugural date. After dinner, I asked my dad if I could have $5 because I was going to go to the movies with my friends. My dad thought about it for a minute. He wasn't the type to just hand out money. He said, okay, but first you'll have to pull some scotch broom. I agreed to his terms. For those who don't know, scotch broom is an invasive plant from Europe that takes over entire properties, and it was choking our pastures. The best way to pull it was to use a claw hammer dig it in at the roots, and then pry it out of the ground. I figured I could pull a little scotch broom before I went to the movies. The next day, Saturday morning, the morning of my date with Nancy, I got up around 7, and I met my dad out in the field. He had a big roll of baling twine and some stakes. He told me he was going to stake off some land with the twine, and I had to pull all the scotch broom inside the twine. I thought, okay. But then to my utter shock, horror, and dismay, my dad proceeded to rope off an entire half acre. Looking at it, I estimated about ten hours worth of work. But I only had six hours before I'd have to leave to meet Nancy. So I didn't waste any time. I threw myself into this work like a crazy person. I was attacking the scotch broom as though it had offended me personally. After about three hours, I looked at what I had done. It was impressive, but nowhere near what I would need to do 
to complete the task on time. I started to panic. What would I do? I couldn't stand Nancy up. That would be horrible. There was only one possibility. Mom. I ran to the house, found my mom, and I told her I had to talk. I told her the whole story from start to finish with the understanding that I was speaking in confidence just between me and her. She listened patiently until I was done. When I got done talking, my mom had a peculiar smile, even though I was close to tears. She told me not to worry. She would talk to my dad, and she was positive he would gladly help me out. I was resistant to her telling anyone else about my problems, but she convinced me she could pull it off. As I learned in later years, my lack of showing any interest in girls so that I wouldn't be teased had given my dad the impression that I might be gay. He was constantly on the lookout for any indication that I like girls, and that's just how it was in 1974. Sure enough, my mom went and talked to my dad. The next thing I know, he's walking up grinning from ear to ear with a $10 bill in his hand, twice as much as what I asked for. He told me I better get cleaned up and he'd drive me to the movies. I asked, what about the scotch broom? He just waved his hand like it was a silly thing and said, don't worry about that. It'll still be there tomorrow. I couldn't believe how my luck had turned. I ran off to take a shower and get ready for my date. My dad dropped me off outside the movie theater on time. There was Nancy, standing by the door, looking beautiful. I walked up to her and said hi. She said hi back. I paid our way in, we got some popcorn, then we went into the theater. I was so nervous, I could hardly maintain my composure at all. I wasn't sure what was expected of me. All I knew was that I was here. I led us into the theater. Nervously, I sat down in the first seat I saw that was empty. Nancy sat next to me. I think the movie was The Amazing Mr. Limpet, starring Don Knotts. We sat there, watching the movie and eating popcorn. I was thinking about putting my arm on her shoulder, or holding her hand, or maybe even kissing her. But I didn't do any of those things. In fact... We didn't exchange one word of conversation during the entire movie. When the movie was over, we walked outside. Her parents were there to pick her up. She said goodbye, and I said goodbye back. And that was the end of our date. Now, even though it might have been the lamest date in the history of humans, I rode home that night with a sense of accomplishment. I had asked her, and that was a big deal for me. And I had worked my tail off trying to earn the money. I had confessed everything to my mom, and the world didn't end. My dad seemed really happy with me, ecstatic in fact. So the day was definitely not a loss. I never went on another date with Nancy. We ran in different circles. But Nancy paved the way for me to enter a new phase of my life. I learned a couple valuable lessons. Like that the insecurity I felt was unfounded and stupid, really. I learned that there is almost always a way to work out any problem. I learned that my parents really were on my side after all. 
Mostly, this is where I started to learn that life really is what you make of it. It's not just a saying. It's really true. I could have chickened out, not asked Nancy, and stayed at home, and none of this would have happened. But it all did happen because I made it happen. That day I learned that I have a degree of power in my life. The power to make things happen. When did you learn that you have the power to make things happen? It's a good lesson to remember from time to time. Well, that's it for today, guys. Now go out there and make something happen. And be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.